Welcome back, everyone. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. That's Stacy. That's Pete. <laughs> and we are glad to be back. This is a big one. I'm excited about this. We have put in so much time to this one. We really have. Since Easter Sunday, that's the day that we decided we were going to take this on. So it's been over a month. Yeah. It is... Friends! Friends! Our friends spectacular. Ten seasons. It's crazy how many episodes there are. It's crazy. And what's even crazier is that we typically, when we're covering a TV show, if it has a lot of seasons, we try really hard to watch one or two at the beginning of the season, one or two in the middle, one or two at the end. And that's it. We have to cut ourselves off. Yeah. This one, it started out that way. We couldn't do it. We couldn't. We got so involved in it again. We didn't want to miss. And we were like remembering things that we hadn't seen in forever. And we're like, oh, we have to watch that one. We have yeah. to watch that one. Or we'd be in an episode and something would have happened that we didn't watch. And we're like, well, we got to go back. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember how that played out or mm -hmm. how that came about. So we have to go back. And I think a lot of that is because we know that so many people still love Friends and hold it high they on do. a pedestal to this day. Yeah. And, you know, we wanted to do it justice. Yeah. And what timing this is. Yeah. Completely by accident. Completely. I mean, we did know that a year ago they were supposed to film a reunion and it got postponed indefinitely due to COVID. Right. But it was so weird because this week... We were on a walk in the park having a chat about the podcast and saying, like, I wonder when they're going to do the reunion. And the next day was when HBO Max and all the friends made the announcement that the reunion is happening. It's airing on May 27th. It's crazy. Which is from right now. It's like two weeks from when this comes out. It'll be like a week out. That's completely by accident. But I love it. Yeah. It just kind of feels like it was meant to be. It does. And really quickly, if anyone has been listening to our podcast all the way through, you might be balking at us doing Friends because of things we have said previously. And what we had said was that we had tried to rewatch it and that the laugh tracks got us. They did. They were off-putting. But when we watched it, we were coming off of not having watched a sitcom for years where we were watching shows on HBO and Showtime and we weren't doing the sitcom thing. Right, and, like Ozark. Yeah, you know? like Dexter and yeah. Breaking Bad and, you know, those kind of shows. It was jarring to hear laughter during the show again. Yes. You know, now we realize it wasn't even a laugh track. It was a right. live audience. But I think we eased back into it because with this podcast, we've watched shows like Full House and Perfect Strangers and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where there were live audiences and we heard the laughter. And so it didn't bother us this time. And we yeah. were able to actually... Remember why we love this show so much. Absolutely. And it didn't take long. No, we were hooked right away. Because I feel like by the third season, I was like, I don't know that we're going to be able to skip around like we normally do. 
Yeah. So we started watching big sections of it and we're like, oh, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. We can't watch every single episode. And by like season six, I think it's just like, all right, just hit play. We're just watching all of it. Yeah. And we had to keep the podcast going. So we were watching movies (laughs) every week to cover on the podcast while also still trying to keep watching episodes of Friends. So we've been very busy and our DVR is full of current shows that we watch that we don't have time to watch anymore. We've got less than 20% free space on there. (laughs) It is panic time. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, I'm so happy we did it. And it's going to be hard to move on from it, actually. Yeah, I want to continue watching it. I do too. I want to go back and watch what we didn't watch. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I want you to talk like Monica again, just like you did. I didn't even realize. I I know. I know. Oh my God. I know. Well, so friends, it was created by David Crane and Marta Kaufman. It aired on NBC from September 22nd, 1994 to May 6th, 2004. I'd forgotten that it spanned into the 2000s. I thought it was only a 90s show. I'd completely forgot. I think it's just kind of what was going on in our lives. I mean, we weren't together at the time. I had moved to Orlando in 2002. So I remember that those last two seasons, I only saw it here and there. So there were some things that we watched this time around that I was seeing for the first time. Same here. Like I was in high school and college, at least in college, I didn't have access to television. So I'd missed the first few seasons of this. And of course, I definitely remember watching the finale. I remember going to my friend's apartment to watch the finale and being confused because I think it was like a two-parter or at least I watched the last two episodes. But I was really confused because just a lot was going on that I was unaware of, you know? Right, right. But anyway, a very basic description of this show is that it's about six friends who live in New York City following their relationships, their careers, their families, their lives. Just their lives, yeah. Starring Jennifer Aniston as Rachel Green. Courtney Cox as Monica Geller. Lisa Kudrow as Phoebe Buffay. Matt LeBlanc as Joey Tribbiani. Matthew Perry as Chandler Bong. (laughs) Chandler Bing. And David Schwimmer as Ross Geller. You also had James Michael Tyler, who appeared as Gunther, a barista at Central Park. In every season of the show, but he was only ever credited as a guest star. So let's dive into some fun facts about this show because there are a lot. All right. So first off, I want to get into the contracts, the money. The money. I love talking about all that. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. So this cast eventually had the distinction of being the first one to collectively bargain. Yes. But in the beginning, for the first season, they were paid $22,500 for every episode. So that means they made about a half a million dollars for the season. Right. Pretty good. Sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Season two, they started to receive different salaries. Now, I couldn't find... Who was making what? Yeah. I was very curious about how that pay scale went. If I had to guess, I would guess that David Schwimmer was making the most. Yes, which was 40000 per episode. And I bet Lisa Kudrow was making the least. Yep. I completely agree with you. Which is ridiculous because Phoebe's the best. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, before season three, 
they started salary negotiations and they decided as a cast that they were going to negotiate together and they all wanted to get paid the same amount. So they were given the salary of the least paid cast member, which was 75000 per episode. I love that. I do too. Supposedly, one cast member in particular kind of spearheaded the whole thing and then mm. got everyone on board. I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh my gosh, me too. And we still don't know to this day who that was. Yeah, they all have kept mum about it. They have. So season four, 85000 per episode for everybody. Season five, 100000 per episode for everybody. That means- Big jump. Two and a half million dollars per season. Wow. Season six, 125 per episode. Here's the big jump. Here is the big jump. Seasons seven and eight, $750,000 per episode. It's insane, but not as insane as what's <clears throat> about to come. So what does that mean? $18 million per season? Oh my gosh. $18 million per season for seasons seven and eight. Seasons nine and 10, it went to a million dollars per episode. I remember when that happened. Me too. It was huge. I can remember it as well. And it made Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, and Lisa Kudrow the highest paid TV actresses of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's well-deserved. Absolutely. You think about the billions that this show brought in. They were worth every penny. Everybody was. And they also received syndication royalties beginning in 2000. That's huge for them. And that has continued yeah. to be huge. They'll probably bank off of Friends for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So Friends actually started with some different titles in mind. It wasn't yeah. Friends originally. It's always so weird to hear these. It is. The first one was Insomnia Cafe. So I guess that was going to be the name of Central Park. Yeah. And so then it was all just based on the coffee shop or the cafe. And Ross and Rachel weren't the key relationship in that version of the show. It was Joey and Monica. <laughs> it's so funny because their personalities would never work. They wouldn't. But I will say that they look great together. They would have looked great together. Well, we just watched an episode last night because we just didn't have anything else to do. So we went back and watched a few more that we hadn't seen or that we hadn't watched yet. And it was one where Joey had a dream where he was with Monica and just the two of them sitting together being all cute. We were like, oh, they look great together. Like they would make really pretty babies. Yeah. <laughs> After the pilot, the name changed to Friends Like Us, and then it was Across the Hall, then Six of One. Six of One. Yeah. Is weird. That is a weird one. And then Friends came after that. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> They're like, let's just go simple. Let's keep it simple. So, you know, I love to talk about who might have been, who almost got there. Yeah, this is fun. So, Kathy Griffin and Jane Lynch both auditioned for Phoebe. Huh. And they be actually became good friends during the auditioning process. Oh, Kathy and Jane? Mm-hmm. That's funny. The producers wanted Ellen. Huh. John Favreau and John Cryer <laughs> auditioned for Chandler. That's fun because they brought Favreau back to play Pete. The MMA guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Millionaire. <laughs> Hank Azaria auditioned for Joey, and he actually came back and he played David. Yeah. Now, Courtney Cox, they wanted her to play Rachel originally. It's so funny. I can't even imagine it now. Yeah, same here. But she wanted to play Monica because in her words, she was a strong character and she liked that about mm. it. Reportedly, Eric McCormick read for Ross, though everybody says they wrote that part for David Schwimmer. Yeah, but apparently he didn't really want to do it he right didn't. away. He was resistant to it. 
But he was the first person cast, right? He was, yeah. I could actually see Eric pulling that off. I could see that too. It would have been a different Ross, but it's still a good Ross. Yeah. It would have actually been like a less nerdy Ross. Yeah. <laughs> so director James Burroughs brought the cast to Vegas before the show aired. And he told him, this is your last shot at anonymity. He's like, once the show comes on the air, you guys will never be able to go anywhere without being hounded. And he was right. Absolutely right. Ah. Oh. I would love to know how that trip went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, what did they do? I know. I'm <laughs> sure they just got wrecked and, like, went to strip clubs and... Lived just... it up. Yeah. So Lisa Kudrow did not know how to play the guitar. So funny. Yeah. And she honestly didn't like playing it. She wanted Phoebe to play the bongos instead. <laughs> but they brought a guitar teacher on the set, taught her some basic chords. She learned the basic chords and she was like, that's it. This is all that Phoebe would know. I'm going to know these few chords. <laughs> I don't want to learn anymore. I like it. Smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Everybody! Smelly cat, smelly cat. It's not your fault. Monica! They won't take you to the vet. Chandler! These are things that I'm always curious about. So the tapings would last around five hours. And it was in front of a live audience. There were like 300 people in the audience. Except for the cliffhanger episodes, no audience during those. If it was a cliffhanger, like at the end of the season, yeah. no audience. That's funny. Yeah. Because they didn't want it to get out. Exactly. That was before social media, too. So it's it's just funny. It would have been like word of mouth. Or it would have been... You could have been on a message board. Or in a tabloid it would have gotten to, for sure. Yeah. A National Enquirer. But shoots would go until like one or two in the morning, and the audiences would get tired out. And they'd switch the audiences out and bring in a fresh audience so they'd get good laughs. But it's so funny to me. Like, if it was going to 1 or 2 a.m., did they just have people sitting? Waiting. In a room that late? Like, you'd think they'd be tired, too, just sitting there. They were probably willing well, to were, do it. Yeah, they were friends. They, yeah, you're excited to get to go in there and see them. I had forgotten about this because I didn't watch Mad About You religiously, but I did watch it some. Same here. And Lisa Kudrow was already playing Ursula, her twin sister, on Mad About You. She was an awful waitress. And so when she was cast on Friends, the producers just decided that they would be twin sisters. Yeah. So there wasn't any confusion. They were on the same network. Yeah. They were. Because they had crossover a couple times. Like Yeah, they came on there. Yeah. Or at least once, I know. So in the credits for the premiere episode of season six, which was right after Courtney Cox got married to David Arquette. Right. So she had changed her name to Courtney Cox Arquette. All of the other cast members had Arquette added to their last name. That is hilarious and very vaguely familiar. Mm -hmm. But now I, I want us to go back and watch that and see yeah. if it's on HBO Max. I think it will be. It's got all okay. the credits on there. We got to go check it out. Because we got, you know, where we were just skipping. So Bruce Willis was on the show because he lost a bet to Matthew Perry while they were filming The Whole Nine Yards. So I guess Perry thought that they would be number one in the box office its opening week. And it was. It was. And then we got Bruce Willis. So Bruce agreed to donate his earnings from his appearance to a charity. I thought that was funny. Yeah. It's always, I mean, they had massive guest stars on there. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Bruce Willis is a huge movie star. And you think about Bruce Willis at that time. Right. I mean, he's still pretty big now, but he's You don't hear about him as much a little now, bit, yeah. But, but at the time, yeah. Absolutely. And his character was so dry and yeah. boring and <laughs> so just opposite of any character he ever played, you know? He was. And then he was crying. Yeah. <laughs> 
So James Michael Tyler, the actor who played Gunther, had let a friend of his dye his hair the day before his first time on Friends. It was only supposed to be as an extra. Right. So it didn't really matter. It didn't matter. But he got cast as a recurring character and he had to then dye his hair for a decade. Bleached it. Bleached it. Wow. And a side note to that, Gunther's first line does not come until season two. And it's just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though, because he was such a fixture on the show, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So Jennifer Aniston, if the show comes on television in her house, yeah. she'll leave it playing. Aww. She said sometimes she'll be like, oh, what is that? She tries to remember which episode it is. And then she's like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I always like when people aren't ashamed to admit when they watch their own stuff. Exactly. Plus with that, it's been so long. Right. You know. It's like anti-Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> I never watch any of my performances. <laughs> When I read this, it blew my mind. (laughs) So the names of all six friends were inspired by characters from All My Children. And it's been so long since I watched All My Children that these names are like vaguely familiar to me, Mm -hmm. but I can't place all of them. But Chandler is for the Chandler family. Mm -hmm. Rachel's last name, Green, is for Janet Green. (laughs) Ross is for Ross Chandler. Monica. (laughs) Ross Chandler? (laughs) Monica is for Monique, Daisy Cortland. Joey is for Joseph, Joey Martin. And Phoebe is for Phoebe Tyler Wallingford. Now, I didn't watch this, so I got no clue. So I'm going to trust you. Yeah. It's it's legit. Well, I guess, I mean, the creators must have been big All My Children fans. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they were like writers on All My Children or something. I don't know. They might have been. The origin behind it. But I love that. I never knew that. So you remember the big dog statue? Yeah. Pat the dog? That was actually Jennifer Aniston's. What? Somebody gave that to her as a good luck present on her first day of shooting Friends. Oh, that <laughs> That's is a Jennifer. Funny. Yeah. Oh, I bet that friend loved the fact that it was on the show all the time. That's great. Yeah, like the whole way through the show. It was in the last episode. Yeah. It's crazy. So Cole Sprouse. Little Cole Sprouse. Who you may know also from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and Riverdale played Ben. Ross did have a son named Ben, even though we only (laughs) saw him once in a blue moon. (laughs) He had such a huge crush on Jennifer Aniston that it made it really difficult for him to act in scenes with her. So he said, I had a really, really hard time working with Aniston because I was so in love with her. He was talking to the New York Post in 2017. He said, I was infatuated. I was speechless. I'd get all bubbly and forget my lines and completely blank. It was so difficult. That poor little guy. And he was so young. He was. So cute. So do you remember the episode when Rachel is at Joshua's parents' apartment? Yeah. And she's like gets in her lingerie and his parents show up. So Joshua's dad is Matthew Perry's actual father. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to go back and see his face. That's the one with Rachel's new dress episode. Yes. That's funny. I didn't know he was an actor, too. Me either. So the famous frame around the peephole in Monica and, well, I I still always want to say Monica and Rachel's apartment, even though for years it was Monica and Chandler's apartment, originally had a mirror in it, but it broke early when they were filming, but they liked how that looked. So they just kept it that way. Iconic by accident. Yes. (laughs) So the fridge in Monica and Rachel's and Chandler's apartment (laughs) was a working fridge. Oh. The cast and crew would keep snacks and drinks in there. That's funny. Convenient. So when Rachel and Joey got together, 
the cast ended up going to the creators with concerns. They did not like it. So Matt LeBlanc said in 2012, it felt wildly inappropriate. That's how close we all were to the character. I was like, that's Rachel. She was supposed to be with Ross. Wait a minute. They all got super defensive about the whole thing. Yeah, I can remember feeling the same way at the time. Like, uh, what? Yeah. Like Joey and Rachel are going to be a thing? Like it didn't feel right. But they kept saying, you know, it had been six years yeah. since Rachel and Ross had been together. That was their only way to validate it. Well, I have more to say about that later. Okay. So I'll just leave that there. We'll wait. Matt LeBlanc said that they actually pitched the idea, and I love this. <laughs> Me too. Of Joey and Phoebe having had a casual sexual relationship the entire time. Yeah. So they go back and like shoot the historical scenes. And just before a moment that everyone recognizes there's Joey and Phoebe like coming out of a broom closet together. And they were like, nah. That is so disappointing. That is so amazing. That would have been incredible. What an episode that would have been. Because how many times did we see like Joey and Phoebe randomly kiss and it always seemed like they had chemistry, but Absolutely. nothing. It, it never went anywhere. Right. But like, I love that. That I would love have been that idea. so good. Oh, I wish they would, with the reunion, come back with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can already picture it. It's like both Joey and Phoebe would act like it's like nothing. It's like no big deal. Yeah. And everybody's like all blown out and just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like at the hospital right before Rachel had her baby. Yeah. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. And just like all these things. Just like. But like, what are you guys at, are like, so worked up about? At Central Park, like right after Rachel and Ross have their big epic kiss, they leave and then Joey and Phoebe come out of the bathroom. Yeah. Is anybody <laughs> still here? <laughs> I don't know how they didn't think that was a good idea. So they would hide Janice from the audience for a lot of her appearances. Not early on, but later on. They'd... Yeah, because it was a big deal. It was. So she said, I couldn't even go down to like craft services for a donut. She said, I had to hide in the dressing room and they'd hide me as I came out. And then I would show up for the real audience reaction. That is so great. And most of the time you would hear her say, Oh my God. Before you even see her. Yeah. And every time, I feel like it was at least once a season. Absolutely. So good. So obviously the cast was extremely emotional when it ended. And you could tell, like, we just watched it, what, two nights ago? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I was sobbing, but you could tell that a lot of those tears were real. Jennifer Aniston said it was just awful shooting that last episode. I mean, the last scene, we just wept, cried our eyes out. And then a couple of us stayed really late and we crawled up to the roof of Stage 24 at Warner Brothers and we drank champagne and watched the sunrise. And it was really wonderful. I bet you it was. That gave me chills, actually. Yeah. I'm like, ah, and then I want to know why didn't everyone stay? Yeah, where were the rest of them? It should have been all six of them. It should have been. But I want to know who it was. All right, so we're going to hit our favorite episode from each season. This was so hard. It was very difficult. I mean, you think about it. It's like 20-something episodes a season, most of the seasons. It's a lot to choose from. Yeah, it's probably like 220 episodes. And so many good things happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was really difficult, but we did our best. We did our best. You going to kick us off? So from season one, my favorite episode was the one with the blackout. New York City has no power and the milk is getting sour. But to me, it is 
not scary Cause I stay away from dairy Oh, that's a good one. It's just really fun because it's different, obviously, when all of the power goes out in New York City. Yeah. And, and they have to, you know, light candles and they're all there together. And all that stuff is always fun until it goes on a little too long. And then right. you're like, OK. Can I get the power back? <laughs> my Where's my AC? My foot's going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some of the best moments, you know, you've got Ross who's trying to hint to Rachel about how he feels. And of mm-hmm. course, she's just like, you're such a good friend, pat, pat on the head. And then you've got Chandler, who is <laughs> stuck in an ATM vestibule with Jill Goodacre. <laughs> Supermodel, Jill Goodacre. Harry Connick Jr.'s wife, yeah. Jill Goodacre. I don't know if they were married then or not. They may have been. They, they were probably together. Chandler was the highlight of this episode for me. Him with his gum. So good. <laughs> oh, my God. Just his inner dialogue. Yeah was great oh my god i am trapped in an atm vestibule with jill goodacre is it a vestibule maybe it's an atrium oh yeah that is the part to focus on you idiot and then of course the scene at the end where ross is finally he's gotten up the guts to tell rachel and they're out on the balcony and it seems like it's going to be this moment and he's talking and then she's like oh And puts her hands over her mouth and he's like, yes, I know. You know, like he thinks that she's realizing it and she's happy. And then she's like, kitty. (laughs) And there's the cat that comes up on the ledge and then jumps on Ross's back and is attacking him. And they cut to like inside the apartment and you just see out the window and Ross is running around with a cat on him, thrashing around. (laughs) Yeah. And like Phoebe's playing guitar and Monica and Joey, they're all singing like, creation. (laughs) I can't think of how it goes, but. Anyway, and you just see him. And I believe we we just watched something where Ross was saying that James had told him, just keep going until we say cut. And he he was like, I kept waiting for them to say cut. (laughs) (laughs) They never did. All right. Season one for me. All right. Season one. My episode is, of course, the one with the boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. You just picked that based on the title, didn't you? That's where we find out that Joey's dad has a mistress. And Joey's mom knows about it. But the funny part of the episode is Chandler accidentally sees Rachel walking around naked. So he sees her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) This is also the episode where Phoebe dates Roger, the psychiatrist, who's always analyzing all of the friends, which is kind of fun in the beginning. And then it kind of wears thin by the end. Right. And then it's funny at the very end of the episode, everybody's trying to... Get one up on each other. All right, all right. We're all adults here. There's only one way to resolve this. Since you saw her boobies, I think uh, you're going to have to show her your pee-pee. So Rachel tries to see Chandler in the shower, but she sees Joey. Yeah, to get him back. She sees Joey. (laughs) Joey tries to get Rachel back, but he sees Monica. Monica tries to see Joey, and she sees Joey's dad. Mistaken identity. Mistaken identity. Your fave. My favorite. All right. Season two, the one where Ross finds out. Oh, good one. So this is where Ross finds out that Rachel had actually discovered that Ross had feelings for her. And then in turn, it made her start to see him differently. Right. And start to have feelings for him. And she went to act on it and she couldn't because she, you know, he came back from a trip with a girlfriend. Julie. So now she's just trying to go on about her life 
but she's having a difficult time because she's in love with Ross. Can't do anything about it. She's breezy. She's (laughs) breezy. So Ross finds out that Rachel has feelings for him because Rachel gets wasted (laughs) at a restaurant and she's on a date, right? She is. And she decides to call Ross and leaves a drunken message on his machine. And she says basically that she's so over him. I am over you. you. And when he hears it, it's great because they're actually together the next day. And she had completely forgotten about it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to check my machine. And he calls. And those are the days of having to call to like check your answering machine at home. That was one of the greatest things about this show is just the differences in phones. All the answering machines, how fun it was to like create and leave a message for people. It was great to rewatch it because it really zapped me back to what it was actually like living in that time period. Right. Because I would work really hard to leave a super cool outgoing message. Outgoing message. So when Ross is listening to it, Rachel suddenly remembers what she's left him on the machine. And she's like, and she runs and she like jumps on him and tries to take the phone. But it's too late because he hears it. And he's like. When were you under me? You're, you're over me? What, when were you under me? <laughs> <laughs> and so then, you know, she kind of has to confess. And he doesn't know how to take it because he's in this new relationship with Julie. It's like the worst time ever for him to find out that this person that he's been in love with almost his whole life yeah. now has feelings for him. So Rachel's at Central Park closing up. Nobody else is there. And Ross shows up. And he's like angry. He's pissed off that she waited until now. You know, but she's like, I didn't know until you were already gone. And is this when he says this ship has sailed? Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, she tells him to leave. He's leaving. And she's like, I don't need your stupid ship. (laughs) And he leaves. She locks up all the millions of locks on the door and then goes over and sits on the couch and starts crying. And then you see him walk up and just stare at her. And it is, I got chills just now thinking about it. It is such a moment because then she stands up and turns around. And sees him. And they just have this moment, this whole, like, such good acting because you can just feel that connection and that eye contact. And she walks up and she goes to unlock all the locks and they're just staring at each other through the window. And then, of course, it's a little bit of comedy because she can't get the one open. Like the one at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she opens it and she pulls both doors open and it's like raining and you see steam behind him and the music music goes up and he just comes in and kisses her. So good. I would put that in my top five television moments. Yes. Of all time. A thousand percent. It was so good. And I still felt it so much watching it again. Yeah. The way that I felt it when I was like 15 watching it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, my season two pales in comparison. Well, I mean, that's an epic moment. It so. is. Mine's the one with the two parties. So That's it's, a fun one. I it, thought about that one. That's a good one, right? It's where they're throwing a party and they have to keep Rachel's parents apart. So they end up throwing two parties, one in Monica and Rachel's apartment, one in Chandler and Joey's apartment. But seeing Ross interacting with Rachel's mom and Rachel's dad is hilarious. Yeah. She like catches him with her dad's glasses on and his cigarettes and he's drinking the type of drink because he's trying to bring all of that to Rachel's dad across the hall. Right. It's just really, really funny. 
And also coupled with that, Monica is like ruling over her party with an iron fist and everybody just wants out. They want to go across the hall. To the fun, relaxed party. (laughs) To the fun and relaxed party. So Phoebe's like, I got a way. I got a way to get you over there. (laughs) Love Phoebe so much. And at the very end of the episode, to make sure that Rachel's dad and Rachel's mom don't see each other. Joey passionately kisses <laughs> Rachel's mom. <laughs> yes. And she like slaps him on the cheek and she's like, it's the best party I've been to in years. <laughs> Such a good episode. Okay. Season three. This was a standout for me. The one where no one's ready. <laughs> Such a great episode. I've laughed so much in this episode. So I related to Ross because Ross is anxious because they have 22 minutes to leave for this important work event. This function that's happening at the museum, right? It's at the museum, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it's at the museum, but it's a but it's benefit. For him. Yes. Where okay. he's getting an award of some kind. Right. And no one's ready. Ross is ready. No one else is ready. There's so much going on in this episode. You've got the chicken fat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Monica gets a voicemail from Richard and it causes her to spiral because she doesn't know if it's new or not. Right. Chandler and Joey are fighting over the chair. Like Chandler doesn't want to get up because it's his spot. Just that whole back and forth is hilarious. Side note to that. Matt LeBlanc actually injured his shoulder in this episode. That's right. Which we see in the next episode. And he's got his shoulder in a sling when they were fighting for the chair. (laughs) (laughs) They really committed. Yeah. And then Chandler steals all of Joey's underwear so that he has to go commando in his tux rental. Right. And then Joey retaliates by going and putting on every item of clothing that Chandler owns, still sans underwear. (laughs) You got Phoebe who comes in and she actually was ready on time, but then she gets a huge hummus stain on her dress, thanks to the guys. She like yells at the boys there. What does she say? Oh, oh, oh my God, you rotten boys! And then, of course, she looked great, but now she has to change. Like, they tried to cover it with this huge, like, Christmas bow (laughs) as a corsage. Humongous. (laughs) And then Rachel, like, is trying to help her pick something else to wear, and she just can't decide. And This is the meanest I've ever seen Ross in the show. Yeah. It was because Rachel wouldn't get ready. She wouldn't put her clothes on. And Ross finally talks to her like a dad. He's like, you get in there. I don't care what. You put on, put something on. Yeah. So then she comes out in like sweats. Yes. And and he's like, like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Because that was something that stuck with me because I was saying this as it happened, as we rewatched the episode. She's like, I'm just working on my correspondence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She brings out her. um... Her stationery. She's like writing letters to people. Oh, my God. In her sweats. (laughs) I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. And then in the meantime, Monica, she's remembering the code to Richard's answering machine (laughs) to go and erase it and do a new one. And then she hears a message from another woman. And then she can't remember if it's Richard's daughter or not. And (laughs) and then she goes and records something else, then realizes that she had accidentally made it the outgoing message where she's talking about how she's on her period and all this kind of stuff like One of the greatest brief lines in the show, when she screams, no. Yes. That is so perfect. You can just feel that no. It's so perfect. And the fact that that like stuck with us for 20 years is just insane, but makes sense because it was so good. Yep. 
So obviously, you know, Rachel and Ross get in a big fight, but then he wants to make it up to her. And he's like, I'll do anything. What can I do to make this right? And Joey suggests that he drinks the chicken fat. And Rachel's like, all right, let's see you do it. Because Ross is like, whatever. And Rachel's like, no, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And so then he's like, all right. And so he's going to do it. Yeah. And then right before he does it, she's like, no. You were going to really drink it. (laughs) So then she's fine. Yeah. That whole episode is so good. But also it reminded me, like I said, I related to it because you, I love you so much, but you put off till the last minute (laughs) to do anything to get ready to go somewhere. We're supposed to leave and I'm ready like an hour early and you decide like we have an hour left and you decide you're going to go run and mow the lawn (laughs) and uh, maybe try to put together this table that you were thinking about doing and go fix the chemicals on the hot tub. All within the hour. (laughs) And then still take a shower and fix your hair and get dressed and all of that. How many times have I been late? Uh, I mean, you've been late a few times. A little late. What are you saying to me right now? Late? When have I been late? late. What? Yeah. Zero? No, you have. Zero. Either way, you cause your wife stress. I do cause you stress. And I'm aware of that. The fact that I will jam up tasks right before we're supposed to go somewhere for some reason. And I don't know what's wrong with me, but I do it. (laughs) But I am not late. You know what he also does? This is totally off topic, but like somebody is supposed to come over to our house (laughs) and like right before they're coming, he'll be like, all right, I'm going to go get so-and-so and and he'll leave. (laughs) And so then I'm there alone having to, you know, greet whoever's coming over by myself because he's gone and I don't know when he's coming back. The the, me out. the tiny violin that I just heard playing is perfect <laughs> underneath you right now. <laughs> All right. Tell me your season three episode. It pales in comparison to what is perhaps the best friends episode ever. It is great. But it's still a good one. It's the one with the Princess Leia fantasy. Oh, you could relate to this one, right? I absolutely can. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm not sorry. (laughs) I'm not sorry. I get it. So I love in the beginning when all the friends walk into Central Perk and there's people on the couch. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) They look like confused people. They're like, oh. And they just leave because there's people on the couch. That's realistic because it's unrealistic to think that every time they go in, they get those seats. It is unrealistic. (laughs) In freaking Manhattan. Absolutely. Also part of this episode is... Joey and Janice's Day of Fun! (laughs) (laughs) So great. I love this whole thing where Joey... Joey loves everybody except Janice. And he just could not come to grips with Janice, but he gave it his all. I love that whole section of the show. Yeah, it's fun. And so eventually Ross tells Rachel about his Return of the Jedi Princess Leia fantasy when Leia is in the outfit that she was in in Jabba's palace. And of course, Rachel tells Phoebe and then (laughs) Ross doesn't know that Phoebe knows and Phoebe grabs like two... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> buns yes. at Central Perk and like puts them up on the side of her head. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, you said so. <laughs> but then eventually Ross gets some advice from Chandler about how to be better in bed. And it leads to Ross being unable to not think about his mom while Rachel has the outfit on. <laughs> so it switches to like Rachel standing there in the outfit. And then it's Ross's mom with the outfit. And he's just like, this guy ruined my life. <laughs> 
<laughs> Such a good episode. Season four, the one with all the wedding dresses. Now, this one obviously had other stuff going on. There was Joey snoring yeah. and driving Chandler insane. Chandler goes to like wake him up and <laughs> slam the door. Yeah, and then he oh, like did I wake you? Pulls the covers off and Joey's nude. <laughs> <laughs> I always sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's like, well, we know that Monica's annoyed because Rachel never does the dishes, gets like roommate annoyances. Yes. So that's really what's going on in both apartments. But Ross asks Monica if she'll go pick up Emily's wedding dress for him because he can't go do it. And yeah. Emily's in London. Yeah. So Monica and Phoebe go to pick up the dress and the lady at the store mistakes Monica for being Emily and asks her if she wants to try the dress on. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, don't mind if I do. And she tries it on and, you know, cut to a while later and the lady's like, okay, it's time to go. (laughs) I have to close the store now. We should mention that there is an undertone throughout these first four seasons of Monica's mother constantly saying something about Monica not being married. Yeah. So, and I I mean, I think it's just kind of, especially during those days, like a single girl thing, you Mm -hmm. know, she was, you know, mid to late 20s at that time, probably maybe early 30s. I'm not sure where that is on the timeline, but, you know, she wanted to find somebody and get married. And here Ross is on his second marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So she took the opportunity to try the dress on because that's just what many girls dream about is trying on wedding dresses and all of that. So later, Monica's at the apartment doing dishes that Rachel didn't do. Mm -hmm. And she looks over and sees the dress. And then it cuts to (laughs) Monica doing dishes in the dress. In the wedding dress. Which immediately made me panic because I'm like, you are going to mess up Emily's wedding dress. Yeah. Not that I'm a big Emily fan, but don't mess up the wedding dress. For real. Don't be doing household chores in a wedding dress. So then somebody knocks on the door and she freaks out because, you know, she doesn't want anybody to see her and then realizes that it's just Phoebe. And Phoebe's like, let me in, let me in. So she's like, okay. I forget what she says, but she lets her in. And Phoebe's wearing a wedding dress. (laughs) She's like, it was so fun. I had to do it, too. So now they're both wearing wedding dresses. Yeah. (laughs) And then later, Rachel shows up. And before you know it, it's like that famous, I mean, in the times of like me getting married, my friends getting married, I don't know how many times I saw that gif used of the girls sitting on the couch drinking beer in their wedding gowns. They magically had a wedding dress there for Rachel. I don't Uh, remember how that played out. I don't remember either. Somehow she got one. Because Joshua saw her in that wedding dress as well. Joshua. Joshua. Well, and it was just as she had come on rather strong with him. And he was already feeling cautious because he had just gotten out of a marriage not that long ago. He wasn't ready to get married. No, and she had brought up marriage recently and kind of freaked him out, you know, and she thought he was gone forever. (laughs) And then someone knocks at the door at the end when Rachel's wearing a wedding gown. (laughs) And she opens the door and she goes... I do. I got to go. Thinking it's going to be like one of the guys and it's Joshua and he just runs away. (laughs) She closes the door. She's like, yeah, well, that ought to do it. So that's why I chose it. To me, that's just classic friends seeing the three of them in those dresses drinking on the couch. I do love the very end where Chandler is in bed with his date who's talking in her sleep. 
Oh, yeah. So Chandler, like, hugs her closer, and she starts to scream. And then Joey opens the door and yells with his mouth guard, Dude, I'm trying to sleep! (laughs) (laughs) So good. Also, her, like, having night terrors and talking in her sleep reminded me of life with you, especially in the early days. You don't really do that so much now. I think it was because the old house was haunted. Yeah, I think so, too. And all of those spirits had attached themselves to me. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, that's over with. Luckily, that's over with. Although I saw a giant spider the other day when I woke up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it looked like a tarantula, but then it evaporated. Hmm. I didn't tell you. Thanks. You're welcome. I'll sleep sweet tonight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so mine is the one with the jellyfish. Oh, yes. I almost picked this one. So Ross has to choose between Rachel and his girlfriend, Bonnie. Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor, who has shaved her head due to Rachel's advice. She had formerly had a shaved head. She 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 did. Suggesting that she do that again. Yeah. (laughs) Phoebe is struggling to deal with the revelation that her mother's friend is actually her mother. It's huge. Terry Gar, and they look so much alike. They did. It was wild how much they actually look related. But the funniest part of this episode is when Monica gets stung by a jellyfish and she's in absolute utter pain. She's with Chandler and Joey. And Joey remembers that a cure for a jellyfish sting is urine. And so somebody has to step up to the plate and pee on Monica. Yeah. And then they all come back to the the beach house like they've been through something. All right. All right. I got stung. Stung bad. Shame. (laughs) Shame. Full shame. And then we find out Joey was going to. Yeah. And he couldn't. He had stage fright. So then Chandler had to step up to the plate and pee on Monica to fix her jellyfish sting. (laughs) One of my favorite episodes. That's how I learned that fact, because I, I had never heard that before. Is it true? I feel like it is. I mean, all I've ever tried is mud on a bee sting. (laughs) I've never tried pee on a jellyfish sting because I've never been stung by a jellyfish. I have been, but it was before I watched Friends. Where did it sting you? My leg. Really? Did it hurt? Yeah. What did it feel like? Like a bee sting, but like a lot of bee stings or like a single bee sting? Yeah, I mean, because it's across a bigger area. It's just like where, how, how much of the... Tentacle? Tentacle hits you. Really? Yeah. I've never had that happen. Yeah. I've also stepped on one one time and that hurt really bad. It stung you when you stepped on Uh it. I think I caught that one in time that it wasn't too bad. Like, what do you mean you caught it? Like I jumped off of it. Like I realized I was stepping on it. (laughs) Okay. I thought you you caught the sting in time. Oh, no. But that always makes me nervous now when I walk on a beach because, you know, they're clear, so you, you can't see them. So yeah. I try to pay attention. Because I'll go running on the beach. And I mean, I see them in time. But if I got stung in the water, I think I'd be pretty angry. Yeah, well, but it's also one of those things where I think like it happens, but then they're gone before you realize it. Kind of like, ow, ow. Yeah. And then you're like, what happened? And it's gone. And then it like really hurts. And oh, you're like, ah. Wow. Hopefully I never know what that feels like. I hope not. It's not fun. Season five, the one in Vegas. I mean, part one and part two, it's all great. But the scene that stands out, I mean, the moment that stands out for me the most, I guess it expands. It's not just one scene, but like Ross and Rachel, who've been bickering because they traveled out to Vegas together. They had to go come later than everyone else. 
start playing like pranks on each other, trying to embarrass each other, yeah. all of that. They end up getting wrecked together in a hotel room. And later on, it's like there's a lot of Chandler Monica, like, should we get married kind of stuff. While they're at the chapel waiting to go in to get married, the doors burst open and out come Ross and Rachel. Hello, Mrs. Ross. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Rachel. <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments in the show. Hilarious. I could watch it over and over. They've got permanent marker on their faces. They're throwing rice up in the air. <laughs> and they go, when they walk out, they like drift off in <laughs> separate <opposite> ways. Direction. <laughs> Accidentally. It's so amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, it's so good. And that's really all I have to say about that episode. All right. For me, season five, the one where everyone finds out. Everybody finds out in their own way that Monica and Chandler are together. The part that sticks out for me is when Rachel, Phoebe, and Ross are over in Ugly Naked Guy's apartment looking at it for Ross. Ross steps away for a second and Phoebe's at the window. And then we get this scene. Oh, look. Chandler, hey! Hey, you guys! Hey! Oh! 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 Chandler and Monica! Chandler and Monica! Oh, my God! Chandler and Monica! Oh, my God! Oh, my eyes! My eyes! Baby! Oh, okay! It's okay! It's okay! No! They're doing it! I know! I know! I know! You know! Yes, I know! And Joey knows, but Ross doesn't know, so you have to stop screaming! I just love the part where <laughs> Rachel and Phoebe are trying to distract Ross. Yes. And they're screaming and they're like, whoa, they're so they're so excited about the apartment. And then Ross starts jumping around and screaming with them as well. Uh, oh, it's so funny. I love it. Okay. We're in the home stretch. Season six. The one with the proposal. Ooh. Part one and part two. Chandler's trying to propose to Monica. And he's going to do it at a restaurant. They get to the restaurant. And all of a sudden, who walks in but Richard? Tom Selleck, you bastard. You sexy bastard. You sexy bastard. And he is so sexy. <laughs> I, I always to... wondered that. I wondered if people found him sexy or not. Oh, yeah. I mean- He's so much older. Like, he definitely could be my dad. I, I, he, there's just something about that man. And I'm not one for a mustache. He makes it work. He makes it work. But he, I mean, he looks like a, a Ken doll. Like, he's got those dimples, just the structure of his face, his eyes, and the way he carries himself. Mm, yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Hey, I've got dimples. You do have dimples. Look at I've kind of got a mustache right now, too. Well, good tea going on. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what Tom Selleck looks like now. I hope he's in good health. I he hope is. he's doing he's well. He's still on television. Is he's he? on Blue Bloods, I think. Oh. Oh, that's right. Is he still on there? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Sweet. He's just such a, an attractive man. He, he is Magnum PI been. forever. Yeah. And so that's why it was so believable. Like he was a good bit older than Monica. Like he could have been Monica's dad. Yeah. And Monica's like 10 years older than me. Right. So seeing Richard for Monica is obviously awkward. And especially when, you know, it's awkward for Chandler. Mm -hmm. 
um, because I'm sure Chandler's intimidated by him. So, you know, he had this plan to propose to her there at this dinner. They show up and then decide, like, I think that Richard just wants to mess with Chandler Mm -hmm. and they decide to sit at the table right beside them and have dinner with them. So Chandler cannot propose. And eventually Chandler decides that he's going to trick Monica, like throw her off the scent. There's no way he's going to be, he's trying to propose. And I think it's because like they show up back at the apartment after the dinner and everybody wants to see her hand and he hasn't proposed. So he's just like, you know, he's trying to distract everybody. And so that's his plan. His new plan is I'm going to make her think I never want to get married. I'm going to say stuff. So it's making her start to question everything. Right. She takes it seriously. This is like the worst plan ever. Do not do this, guys. Just when Richard is starting to express feelings to Monica. Yeah. He shows up at her work and tells her that he's still in love with her. He wants to try again. She's actually torn. And I don't think she would be so much if it wasn't for Chandler acting like he doesn't ever want to get married. He's like, I never want to get married. And that really impacts her. So then there's this whole thing where, you know, Monica shows up at Richard's apartment They're drinking and you're like, this is about to happen. Yeah. She leaves. Well, we don't know she leaves. Chandler shows up and she's gone. And he's freaking out because he's like realizing he might lose her all because he was just messing with her. You know, so he's running after her. He goes over to Richard. You know, she's already gone. Richard's giving her advice. He's realizing how much Chandler does truly love Monica. He tells him to go after her. Chandler runs back to the apartment. He runs into Joey. And to me, this is like one of the meanest things that anybody could do. It is. Because Joey tells Chandler that Monica's gone. It's too late. Too late. She left. And Chandler's heartbroken. And I would almost feel bad for Chandler if he hadn't pulled that crap of trying to act like he didn't want to get married. Exactly. So he kind of deserves it. He does. But he goes across the hall to go back into his apartment. It's all decked out with candles and Monica's there. And she gets down on a knee. She proposes to him. She does. It's such a good moment. It is. You wanted it to be a surprise. Oh, my God. Chandler, in all my life, I never thought I would be so lucky as to fall in love with my best. My best. There's a reason why girls don't do this. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do it. I thought that it mattered what I said or where I said it. Then I realized the only thing that matters is that you, you make me happier than I ever thought I could be. And if you let me, I will spend the rest of my life trying to make you feel the same way. Monica, will you marry me? It's really good. I love to when Chandler turns around to look at Joey. Like he walks in, he sees Monica in this romantic scene, and then he turns around and Joey's just got this smirk on his face and he closes the door. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so mean. It is very mean. All right. Season six for me, the one where Ross got high. (laughs) So good. Such a good one. It's a Thanksgiving episode, right? Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving episode. Their Thanksgiving episodes are all so good. I I really just wanted to just do the Thanksgiving episodes every time. 
But then I thought maybe we can save that for Thanksgiving. Ooh, that's a good idea. But go ahead and do this one. So Chandler's trying to win over Monica's parents here. Yeah, because he finds out they hate him. They hate him because Ross told them back in the day that Chandler was smoking weed in his room when it was Ross. (laughs) He totally blamed his friend. (laughs) Yeah, so they don't like him because of that. But the funniest part of this episode for me is Rachel making the trifle. And she gets the recipe wrong because two of the pages are stuck together. And so rather than being like just a normal dessert, it's a normal dessert with beef and peas and things like that in it. It's like a shepherd's pie kind of. (laughs) Yes. And I love the part towards the end where everybody has had to fake the fact that they like Rachel's dessert. Like Chandler goes to eat his out on the balcony and a a bird (laughs) somehow takes his and drops it on the ground. And Ross is like turbo eating his. Everybody's pretending like they like it. But then it cuts over to Joey and he's just like happily eating it. (laughs) And he says this. I like it. (laughs) Are you kidding? What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good. (laughs) I will never forget that line. It's so fantastic. All right. Season seven. The one with Chandler and Monica's wedding, even though it's pretty stressful because Chandler's like a runaway groom. Oh, he is. I forgot about that. Yeah, he freaks out at the last minute. Joey's late because he's on set and he can't get away because his co-star is wrecked. And, you know, the director doesn't want to let Joey leave until they get the scene right. It's so random, too. Like Chandler gets upset because he hears somebody say the bings. I mean, it's very Chandler of him, but it's a little light. Well, and just the fact that he could have potentially, like, destroy Monica yeah. by doing that. Like, it was just, it pissed me off. Yep. I didn't like it. Not cool. Not cool, Chanandler Bong. Chanandler Bong. So, you know, it's also really stressful because Joey needs, you know, he has to be there. And he's the one that's marrying them. Yeah. He got ordained online to perform the ceremony. He's the officiant. He's not there. And now they think Monica's pregnant. Because they found a pregnancy test. That's a whole thing. And then the very last scene, we see they're like, yay, congratulations. You know, they got married. And Phoebe says to Rachel as they're standing up there, like, oh, can you believe like they're going to have a baby and whatever. And then it pans to Rachel. Mm -hmm. Her face is like, you know, she's the one that's pregnant. And that's it. That's That's the end of the season. There were no fans at this taping because that's a cliffhanger. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, what? <laughs> Rachel's pregnant. How? And by who? And, right. You know, it's all these questions because we've not seen her with anyone, you right. know? So, yeah, that's just a big moment. And obviously, them getting married is great. It was frustrating. It was a very frustrating episode, but also memorable. All right. Season seven for me. This was before then. It's the Holiday Armadillo. I'm the Holiday Armadillo. <laughs> I'm a friend of Santa's, and he sent me here to wish you a Merry Christmas. What happened to Santa, Holiday Armadillo? Santa was unavailable, so close to Christmas. Oh, come in, have a seat. You must be exhausted coming all the way from Texas. That's right, Ben. 
I'm Santa's representative for all the southern states and Mexico. Ah, I know you really like that one. Yeah. So Ross wants to get Ben, who's his son, if, in case you forgot about Ben like <laughs> Ross did, to learn about Hanukkah. He wants to get a Santa suit because Ben's like really used to seeing Santa. So he wants to try to talk to Ben about Hanukkah by being Santa. Mm -hmm. There's no Santa suits. So he gets the only other suit that's available, which is a giant armadillo suit. So he shows up at the apartment as the holiday armadillo, who's Santa's holiday friend. <laughs> so he's working on Ben, trying to get him. He's like, I'm the holiday armadillo, <laughs> which is really funny. But also another subplot of this, Rachel had to move in with Joey because I believe she burned Phoebe's and her apartment down. We yep. didn't see that That's episode. That's an episode we didn't rewatch. We I missed vaguely it. remember it. But yeah. it was one where we were confused because we we're like, wait, what happened? Why right. is, why is she I mean, I remembered her moving in with Joey. I just didn't remember how that all came about. Right. So Rachel's at Joey's and Phoebe is very concerned that she's not going to move back in. So Phoebe keeps bringing things over to persuade Rachel not to live there. Like she brings over a drum set. To get Joey into yeah. drums. Yeah. And Rachel just is like, like, hey, loving it. She loves it. Yeah. She brings over a, a tarantula and we find out that Rachel had a pet tarantula growing up that her cat ate and then the cat died yeah. after it ate the tarantula. But Rachel loved the tarantula, but it terrified Joey. Right. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. But then we find out that Rachel wants to move back in with Phoebe. They go back over to the apartment after it's finished and we find out they've converted it to a one bedroom. <laughs> and so Rachel chooses to stay in Joey's apartment, which yeah. is great. Yeah, I do really. You know, it's funny because rewatching it, I still felt that same feeling of like, Ugh, like I didn't like the change of everybody moving and switching around. But eventually I grew to love Rachel and Joey living together. Yeah, it just became normal. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, yeah, she should live there. That's yeah. where she lives. Yeah. All right. Season eight. Another Thanksgiving episode, actually. Oh, wow. The one with the rumor. Ooh, it's a good one. I mean, it's the Brad Pitt episode. Yeah. And while I don't know that he was particularly good in this episode. <laughs> I've heard he was actually nervous being around all of them. Isn't that funny? It's crazy. I mean, but he seemed nervous. Brad Pitt. But yeah, like, I mean, the acting was a little... Stiff. He's like, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so pretty. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just remember at the time being so excited. And obviously, they were like the Hollywood couple. Mm -hmm. So it was very exciting to just see them together on screen on friends and the best part about it was that he hated rachel yes it was awesome i meant to tell you um ross is coming ross is coming great i love ross oh, good and rachel green too oh is there a problem no uh it's okay it's just uh god i hated her what yeah i hated her she was Horrible to me in high school. But hey, it was a long time ago. I'm in a good place. Might be actually fun to see her again. He had also previously been overweight. So he and Monica had bonded with that. And, you know, because they were formerly overweight and now they were thin and hot. And then also he was buddies with Ross. And we find out that they had founded 
the I Hate Rachel Green Club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will, I just want to say that I'm real sorry for whatever I I did to you in high school. Oh, it wasn't just me. Hmm. We had a club. (laughs) You had a club? That's right. The I Hate Rachel Green Club. Oh, my God. So what, you all just joined together to hate me? Who else was in this club? Me and Ross. No need to point. She knows who Ross is. We also found out that they had started the rumor about Rachel that she didn't even realize was a rumor that she had both male and female parts. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And even Monica knew about it. Yeah. And of course, Rachel was upset about that. Mm -hmm. But another like small moment of the episode that I really loved was Phoebe shows up and, you know, Monica's getting ready for Thanksgiving and Chandler is watching the football game. And (laughs) Phoebe asks a question like, oh, who's playing, you know, or something like that. And he's like, I don't know, you know. He kind of just says to her, like, I don't actually care about the game, but if I pretend like I'm into it, Monica likes that. And so she doesn't mind that I'm not helping with Thanksgiving. She leaves him alone. And so Phoebe's like, oh, I'm into this game, too. And so she sits down and the two of them just sit there and randomly cheer for whatever's happening. And Monica will come over and be like, oh, who's winning? And they'll be like, oh, the Badgers or whatever. Like, they just make up stuff. Yeah. I remember saying to you when we were watching it, like, that actually sounds like a really good time. Just, like, put a drink in their hand and have them just yelling stuff at the TV so they don't have to cook or clean or do any of that stuff. That sounds amazing. (laughs) It does. (laughs) That sounds like Thanksgiving to me. (laughs) You're like, that sounds like every Thanksgiving I have ever had. (laughs) I don't know what that's like, but. (laughs) What do I make? The nothing. <laughs> you sit over there and watch your games while I sweat over our meal. You do work very hard and I appreciate it with my mouth all the time. <laughs> I'm so glad you do. <laughs> all right. Season eight for me, the one with the videotape. Yes. I thought about that one too. So Ross and Rachel are telling everyone about the night that they got together again. That Rachel got pregnant. Yes. So Ross and Rachel are telling everyone about the night that Rachel got pregnant. But there's two different stories about how it happened, like who was coming on to who. Yeah, who initiated. Who initiated. And Ross reveals that he accidentally videotaped it. (laughs) And of course, everyone wants to see it. Yeah, so they can see how it all plays out. So there's a whole bunch of back and forth about, you know, are they going to watch it? Are they not going to watch it? Eventually, it gets to where Ross has the tape and he brings it to Rachel and he's like, let's just smash it. We're not going to watch it. Here's the tape. This is the only copy. Let's destroy it. She's like, no, I want to see. And then everybody's there. They all start watching the tape. And it's a callback to earlier in the episode when Joey was trying to help Ross hit on girls. He gives him the Europe story where he's like backpacking through Europe and all that kind of stuff. So we see Rachel and Ross at Rachel's apartment and Eventually, we see Rachel start to use the European backpack story on Ross. And she doesn't know that everyone else knows the story. Yes. Like that everyone knows that Joey has this story that he uses on women that he's trying to teach to Ross. And so everybody's like, you used the you Europe used it. story. <laughs> it was you, Rachel. Because she's like, see, Ross, Ross and did it. And they're all like. 
It was you! <laughs> Ross, did I ever tell you about the time that I went backpacking through Western Europe? Hey, get ready to see some begging. Oh, you came on to Ross! What? Now, I'm so happy. What are you talking about? You used the Europe story. That's the magic story you use when you want to have sex. There's also a subplot where Monica and Chandler had just gotten back from their honeymoon and they thought they had met a couple while on the honeymoon that they were so excited to hang out with. And Joey and Phoebe are super jealous, but they go to call this couple and it goes to like the wrong number or whatever. And Phoebe and Joey are super excited because they're like, you got fake numbered. So then they kind of realize that, like, you know, they each point out to the other person, well, you asked two annoying questions and you told stupid jokes. Yeah. And, you know, like they're blaming <laughs> the other person on why they would have been fake numbered. Yeah. It's so funny. Very good one. All right. Season nine. We're getting close. We are. The one in Barbados. Oh, it's a good one. Also, two-parter. Um, It's just fun because they're on vacation. I feel like they went a little far with Monica's hair in this episode. They did? <laughs> They had her hair frizzing out, which I can relate to. My hair frizzes out with humidity, which yeah. is why I struggled for 12 years living in Florida. But by that time, there should have been products she could have used and she could have used a straightener <laughs> or she could have just put her hair up in a ponytail. It's a fixable problem. Yeah. So, you know, I think in this day and age, that would have never happened. Yeah. But anyway, the big part of this episode that made it so such a standout was like Rachel had previously realized that she was starting to have feelings for Joey mm -hmm. in return, you know, like return feelings for Joey that he had had a while back. Yeah, because he had expressed that to her in this season. Yes, but he had kind of gotten over it or, you know, forced himself to get over it. And yeah. he had started dating Charlie yes. played by Aisha Tyler. And mm -hmm. she's on this trip with them. And they're still together at the beginning of it. But Charlie ends up breaking up with Joey while they're on the trip because I think she just realizes that Joey is not her type. You know? Yeah, he's like hot, but they have nothing in common. Right. And she is attracted to Ross. And Ross was initially attracted to her. You know, yeah. it just didn't work out right away. So in the same day that Joey and Charlie break up, you know, Charlie goes and she and Ross end up making, making out. out. And... Rachel confesses her feelings for Joey because he's coming to her upset that Charlie has broken up with him. And he's just like, I'm never going to find like it just never works out for me. I'm always liking the wrong girl or, you know, whatever. And she's like, maybe you're not always liking the wrong girl. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get it right away because, you know, sometimes he's a little slow on, on that. And he walks out and he's like, what? wait, wait, what? And he goes back <laughs> in. But they both are like, you know, cautious because of Ross, as they should be. Yes, rightfully so. Some other stuff that's going on. Phoebe's there with David, who she had like, gotten back together with. She had broken up with Mike earlier because he didn't ever want to get married. Right. So while they're in Barbados, Monica finds out that David is going to propose to Phoebe. And she's just like, she's not supposed to be with him. And so she calls Mike and she's like, you get your ass here right now. And Mike comes. He does. And he shows up and he proposes and Phoebe's like, no. You don't want to marry me, you know, but she knows that she wants to be with him and she right. doesn't want to be with David. So they get back together, which is great because I always love Paul Rudd's face being around. And there's this whole segment where Monica and Mike have, yeah, right. it's Mike, yeah. start to play ping pong and they get into like a tournament. All right, Mike, 
Let's get this over with. Sudden death. Whoever wins this point, wins. Okay. Oh my God, you're good. It's like watching porn. <laughs> and that's how it's done. <laughs> When did you... Hold on. I almost forgot. Loser! <laughs> it's very serious. We all know Monica is super competitive. Yes. And, you know, he's really good. And so they're playing forever. And Chandler and Phoebe are both super bored. They just want to be done with it. Right. Monica's hair is growing as it, as it goes on. And there's lots of jokes around that. And in the end, like... Monica ends up hurting her wrist and Chandler steps in. He had made it look like previously that he was awful at ping pong. Right. So he takes the paddle up and is like, okay, game point. And he crushes Mike. And Monica's like, why didn't you tell me you were any good? <laughs> we could have joined couples leagues. And he's like, that's why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part happens after this. Like after they're done, they go back to the hotel room. And this is where... Monica Chandler and Phoebe are in there and they realize how thin the walls are. Oh, that was amazing. This is the best part. This is why I chose this episode because all of a sudden on one side they hear Ross and they realize that it's Charlie. Oh my God, that's Charlie. She's cheating on Joey with Ross. Oh, that floozy giant. <laughs> and they're talking and then they're like making out and whatever. And so they're all like ears up to the wall, which is just funny. And then all of a sudden they hear on the other side <laughs> that it's Rachel and Joey. Right. Rachel and Joey. It's Rachel and Joey. What? Get over here. Um, Whoa. Oh my God. I love how thin these walls are. <laughs> So then they all run over there and then they like split up, you know, so they can hear on either side. And then at one point, you know, Monica's listening to the Ross side and they're like, that's your brother. And he's like, OK, somebody switch. <laughs> <laughs> they run back over. And then at one point, Ross, because there's like they're like all connecting rooms or whatever. Yeah. So Ross just walks in. It always bugs me on a TV show when somebody just walks into a hotel room because I'm like that door automatically locks. You can't you attach cannot. that much thought to it. But I thought the same exact I, thing. I just always think it anytime that there's a hotel scene in a show or a movie and somebody just walks in without a key. I'm like, that doesn't happen. I'll be honest. Like, I was considering, like, the layout of these Yeah, we, we talked about that because like, it wouldn't even make what? sense for the side that Ross was on because yes. that's the side the door was on. Unless it was, like, some huge suite with, like, interdoors. Well, it could have been, like, a weird-shaped hallway, like how they yeah. do in Vegas, maybe. Maybe. But I don't think it, so. It wouldn't have made sense, but it's fine. But Ross walks in, and they're all, like, pressing their ear to the, <laughs> to the wall, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And Phoebe, you know, as quick as she is, is like, oh, we're saying goodbye to the hotel. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> love you. You know, and then Ross eventually, like, also thanks the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So great. That stuff's all fun. And then, like, you know, Ross goes to talk to Rachel, and Chandler pulls Joey into the room to hide him. You know, it's just all there's a lot going on, but it it's was really tense. fun. It was tense and fun. Yeah. I feel like that was all over the place, but it's it was a good. really fun episode. Such a great episode. All right. Mine for season nine, the one with the mugging. Oh. So there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode. Joey's got this audition with Leonard Hayes, who's played by Jeff Goldblum. So good. 
We also see that Phoebe and Ross get mugged in New York City. But it turns sort out, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that the mugger is somebody that Phoebe knows from her mugging days. Yeah, <laughs> she was a she was a mugger previously. So we see Joey not do very well in the audition for the play with Jeff Goldblum slash Leonard Hayes. But they give him a second chance. So he's got to come back the next day. He accidentally drinks like too much liquid. And he shows up having to go to the bathroom really bad. But they don't let him go to the bathroom. He's got to do the audition, even though he's got to pee really bad. And he gives a great audition for Jeff Goldblum. He says, wow, I love it. That's amazing. That's great. We'll give you one more try. Come back tomorrow. But, so, it, but even more. Even more. We want even, even more. First of all, like Jeff Goldblum is amazing in this episode. Yeah. And he's amazing, amazing overall. Everything. Yes. I love Jeff Goldblum. But coupled with that, we find out that Phoebe mugged Ross <laughs> when he was a kid because Ross had told this story about this huge man that had mugged him when he was a kid. And it turns out it was Phoebe. The mugger had taken this hand-drawn comic called Science Boy that Ross had made. He was very upset about it. So Phoebe eventually tells Ross she was the one who mugged him. Yeah, he's denying it. Yeah, he was denying it. And then he got really upset at Phoebe. Like he wouldn't talk to her. But then Phoebe comes back to him later with a box of stuff that she had kept from her mugging days. Yes. And within that is the Science Boy comic that Ross had drawn. Yeah. And they, they come back together. He's so happy. And then we see at the end of the episode, Joey coming back for his second audition with Jeff Goldblum having drank even more liquid and having to pee even more and giving a great audition. And he gets the part. It's a wonderful audition. And Jeff Goldblum is so excited. He gives Joey a hug and Joey's got to go to the bathroom so bad, but he relaxes for like one second. Yeah. I think Jeff Goldblum tells him to relax. Yes. Like, he's now like, just you can relax. relax. Joey pees himself and <laughs> he's hugging Jeff Goldblum. So he pees on Jeff Goldblum as well. So it's so good. And season 10. Wow, we are at the end. The final season. <sighs> I chose the one with Rachel's going away party. Oh. Which is really kind of part one of the finale, I feel. Mm -hmm. It is. You know, she has taken a job in Paris. Nobody's happy. Everything's changing. Monica and Chandler are about to adopt a baby. They're going to move to Westchester. Yes. And the, then to the suburbs of New York City. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Joey's very upset about it he all. Because, like, Phoebe doesn't live in the building. And so now Joey's going to be all alone. Yeah. I mean, but Phoebe's still in the city. I know. And, and Ross, so is is Ross there. But it's just, I get it's it. Different. It's sad. Everything's different. I didn't I like remember, it either. I remember being very upset about them saying they were going to move to Westchester. Yeah. I have family that lived in Westchester, and I didn't like it out there. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but at the same time, not. I mean, they have a huge apartment. Come on, you could raise a kid there. You absolutely could raise a kid in the apartment they were in. <laughs> um, could you raise two? Yes, you could. Okay, okay. As long as you could. They can share a room. Because you essentially have two apartments. You have a gigantic apartment that they're in, and then you have Joey's apartment right across the hall. Right. You got a four-bedroom apartment. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, they should just... Tear down the walls and make it one big apartment. Exactly. But, you know, everything's changing and 
Rachel, they're, they're throwing a goodbye party for Rachel. She is decided that she's going to say individual goodbyes to everyone. Yeah. So she takes people one at a time. And we get to see a few of them. I was actually kind of upset that we didn't get to see everyone's. Yeah. You know, we didn't get to see her goodbye with Joey. Right. She's out on the balcony. With out him. on the balcony in the background saying goodbye to Joey. Yeah. Because everybody I mean, they, else is talking. They did have a moment earlier in the episode, like in the other apartment, but still yeah. it just wasn't that same feeling. Right. With Monica, they're doing their thing where they're just like, <laughs> Oh, man, that was funny. It's so great. Like, you can understand nothing <laughs> that they're saying. I could actually understand it. You could. I guess I just speak their language. There was one point where Monica couldn't understand what Rachel said, and I could understand what she said. Yeah. So. I feel like I did, too, at that point. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't know how I'm going to go every day without seeing you or something yeah. like that. And Monica's like, what? <laughs> but we even see her goodbye with Chandler. But the Joey one was on the balcony, which was upsetting because they had a very special bond. They did. They were roomies. Yeah. And nearly lovers. Yeah. But anyway, you know, and then Ross is like waiting and he's like anticipating this goodbye, this dramatic goodbye with Rachel. Yeah. And I also think it's weird that they don't even really talk about the fact that they have a child together and how are they going to do that? Yeah, for sure. You can't just leave with your kid. You can't even do that to another state, let alone another country. I mean, I, I guess you can. You can, if but the you other have, parent they have agrees. to agree. So Ross, unfortunately, is an absolute absent father. First of all, they basically killed off Ben. <laughs> they did. And then he's fine with not really ever seeing Emma. I know. It's so strange. Very strange. But there are even times that like, oh, yeah, there's Emma. Because there were several episodes where you told the, like, who's like, watching the kids? Where's the baby? And they would sometimes half just like be like, oh, my mom's watching Emma. You know what would have been funnier is if they had Ben watching Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben's watching Emma right now. He's like nine. <laughs> In the 80s, that would have been fun. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it comes down to Ross's turn and Rachel's like, all right, I, I'm so tired. I'm going to go. I love you guys. And she just leaves. And Ross is like, what? In true Ross fashion, he gets very upset. Yeah, he freaks out. He freaks out. And so he, you know, eventually like goes and approaches her and he's like yelling, like, how could you not say goodbye to me? You know, yeah. whatever. And and she then returns the the yelling and just like, I didn't say, I did not say goodbye to you because you didn't matter. Like, I didn't say goodbye to you because you matter the most. It was too hard. It was too hard. And she says, You really think I didn't say goodbye to you because I don't care? That's what it seemed like. I cannot believe that after 10 years, you do not know one thing about me. Fine, then why didn't you say something? Because it is too damn hard, Ross. I can't even begin to explain to you how much I am going to miss you. When I think about not seeing you every day, it makes me not want to go. Okay, so if you think that, that I didn't say goodbye to you because you don't mean as much to me as everybody else, you're wrong. It's because you mean more to me. So there, all right? There's your goodbye. Rach! What? You, you can't... You can't... What? And then he just grabs her and kisses her. He does. Oh, it's so good. Uh, we had talked about this too, like before we rewatched Friends. I remember being angry about the end of the series, but I think I was wrong because 
I remembered them not getting back together mm. and being like upset about the ending. Mandela effect? I don't know. Were you in a parallel universe during the mid 2000s? Or maybe I just wanted them to be like married or something like that and I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a part of it that is not satisfying. It was unresolved. We started out with Ross and Rachel in season one. And the fact that even they they even had a child together and we never got like a Ross and Rachel wedding. You know what I mean? Well, we did, though. Hello, Mrs. Ross. (laughs) Look at you, Mr. Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. But I mean, I guess that's probably the best kind of wedding we could have had. I just feel like they dicked us around a bit. With Ross and Rachel. And I feel like the people on the show knew that too. Yeah. Thinking back to it, I feel like they could have done it differently and given us a few episodes of them together. You, yeah, you build for 10 last. years. Let right. it last a little longer than they did. I mean, 30 they seconds. Were, they were always like getting them together for three episodes and then breaking them up. Exactly. Like give us a little bit of a payoff where we have some finality to this decade that we've spent together with these characters. Looks like they just wanted to keep the will they, won't they in there. Right. But just don't like finish it. Are you going to come back in 2015 and do a reunion? No, you're not going to. You're all going to say we don't want to do that. So finish it. That's what upset me back then. And I'm still angry right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm remembering. But it was still great. It was great. The way they, they ended it. And we'll talk a little more about that finale in our part two episode. Part two. What's your favorite episode from season 10? So the one where Rachel's sister, Christina Applegate, babysits. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel had like two of the most famous sisters she she could possibly have. Reportedly, there was beef between her and Reese Witherspoon, reportedly, though Jennifer Aniston says that's not true. I don't know why she didn't come back. It could be scheduling conflicts, and then that's just like tabloids making things up. Were they on the morning show together? They probably were. Like, that's recent. I haven't watched it, but I'm pretty sure both of them are on that. So it's probably just scheduling conflicts, because Reese did have stuff going on in the first episode that Christina was on there, which is not this episode. There's a Thanksgiving episode with Christina on there. Yeah, she's just the worst. Or the best. (laughs) She's amazing. So Christina Applegate plays Rachel's other sister. Yes. Amy. So in this episode, Joey writes a letter of recommendation to the adoption agency. Oh my God, yes. But he writes it with his thesaurus. But for all the words, every word, (laughs) every single word. And it's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, that we get guest star Christina Applegate, who's playing Amy, and she's going to get married to a guy because he's got a great apartment. As you do, Rachel convinces her not to do that. And the repercussion of that is Amy does decide not to marry this guy, but is going to live for a little while with Rachel and Joey. And nobody's happy about that. Nobody's happy about that. Because she's the worst. Eventually, it gets to where Amy is going to babysit Emma, or Ella, as she <laughs> thinks her name is. And she takes her out for the day and comes to Central Perk. Oh, God. And we see that Emma has had her ears pierced. <laughs> thanks can't. to Amy. I cannot. <laughs> it's really funny when Rachel sees it. But then when Ross shows up <laughs> and Rachel's just like, oh. She's really... She knows Ross is going to lose it. 
and and Ross is just like, oh, hi, Emma. And he's he's very loving. And then he waits for a couple beats, and then he's like, what, what? <laughs> he's super pissed. <laughs> the other subplot to that that we cannot forget is Mike is about to propose yes. to Phoebe the first time is at the Knicks game. Yep. He's going to do one of those, you know, scoreboard proposals. And Phoebe sees the person that's like right before them because, you know, they'll do them in like, you know, batches of three or something. And she's like, oh, that's so cheesy. And he's like, what? She's like, oh, it's so cheesy when somebody proposes like that. I hate that. And he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> Because he was going to propose to her. Yeah, like and she realizes then that that's what he was going to do. So she's like, oh, no. So then Phoebe brings him back to a Knicks game and proposes to him, and it doesn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so they do not get engaged then. Mike decides to take her out to dinner, and he's going to have a cake show up with the ring and the cake. Yep. But Phoebe beforehand is like, oh, man, I hate it when a ring is in a cake and somebody proposes that way. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like every single way that Mike's going to propose, she does not like. And she totally crushes it right before he's about to do it. Like exactly right before it. So it's it's pretty funny. But in the end. They do get engaged. Yes. And as it's they very should. sweet. It is very sweet. They're a great couple. They are. There you have it. Our favorite episodes from every season of Friends. We thought that we would be able to fit in more on this episode, but we're realizing that we need a part two. Hello, part two. Hello, part two. Hello, Mr. Ross. Hello, part two. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Rachel. (laughs) I cannot wait for part two. It's going to be epic. Epic. So stay tuned for more Friends content coming up to you probably in the next couple episodes because... There's a lot going on. We've got the reunion. We have more Friends content that we've already prepared. We have some trivia. Friends trivia. We hope that you're there for all of it because we'll be there for you. You can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can find us on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. And you can come support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can donate $4 or more per month and gain access to bonus episodes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, download, listen, rate, five stars, give us a super sweet review. All of that helps us so much. We just really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.